Did you know the Connections Technology Integration and Distribution Center can help manufacturing IT organizations invest in automation, tech modernization, and leverage our deep technology experience to reduce cost, improve efficiency, and free up IT staff to focus on more strategic initiatives? Well, deeper insights coming your way on this Connection Tech Experience podcast. James Hilliard back with you all, joined by Connections Ryan Spur, the Manufacturing Strategy Director. Also on board, Mark Wolfhurst. He is the Senior Director for the Solution Engineering Group at our TIDC. It's the Technology Integration and Distribution Center. Ryan, want to start with you laying the groundwork for the challenges that your manufacturing customers, ones you're talking to on a regular basis, what are they anticipating dealing with in the coming year? It really could be one of three major things. And I, I don't know if it's unique to 2024. I think it's just the, the the typical trend line that we see in manufacturers. Manufacturers made up of many different functions, uh, many different types of facilities. And oftentimes, uh, manufacturers are acquiring organizations. They're divesting organizations. Uh, they're oftentimes uh, retrofitting and modernizing organizations. And so I think, you know, first, the three examples would be disruptive initiatives. And you know, disruptive initi- initiatives are examples of uh, of building on a new facility, knocking down a wall and expanding uh, to support growth. Uh, perhaps it could be opening up or leasing a new facility. And how do you set this environment up? Um, the, these disruptive initiatives oftentimes have a major burden on IT organizations, facilities, and all the other functions that are intersecting with an initiative like this. And there's typically a critical path. And so uh, making sure that we're able to meet the objectives of the business, we're able to do all the necessary build outs, infrastructure, facility infrastructure, but also the IT infrastructure uh, and making sure that IT organizations have everything they need to be successful. I think the other piece is around the line of business expectations or this idea that there's a different expectation of IT than maybe there was five years ago. And, And the idea that our workforce, the workforce we're able to attract, retain, and and support is critical to our business execution. And so whether we're talking about engineers, knowledge workers, or, you know, typical operational roles in production, uh, these folks need the right tools at the right time. They need the right software, and they need the right modifications and configurations of these assets to make them productive. And so gone are the days where you wait weeks and weeks and product shows up and it's not properly configured, the expectations are much higher. We need the right tools to support people and making them productive. And then lastly, I think the other challenge is just sort of a broader trend line that we see everywhere in terms of companies struggling to hire competent people. And, you know, there's no no difference uh, between production and attracting talent and IT. If you know, you don't have the right IT workers or if you've recently lost workers or you need to scale up your workforce and support any of these initiatives, um, you need the right tools, the right skill sets and the right processes in place to support the execution of all these IT assets, whether they're uh, workstations, knowledge worker devices, uh, mobility tablets, networking, any wide range of technology and making sure that your IT operations are able to meet the expectations, whether it's a result of a business initiative or just everyday expectations in supporting the workforce. Two questions based now. 
on what you've shared, kind of laying out those challenges there. The first one is when you get out there and you're talking to a manufacturing customer and they say, hey, Ryan, yeah, we have uh, we, we've acquired a new facility. We need to do a lot of modernization to it. How often do they tell you on the IT side that they also have six new IT people that they've hired that they can uh, have on the ground to do that work for them to build out this building? How many out of 100? Yeah, I, I don't know. One. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, one percent of that. I, I think the reality is every or every function stress today. Um you know, every function, including IT, is being asked to do more, more with less, and and that's the that's the reality that we find ourselves in. And and but that doesn't stop businesses from taking on new initiatives like uh, M and A, uh, like other growth activities and facility expansion. Uh, and when these things start, they usually start and they have to be executed, you know, with some uh, purposeful timeline. Uh, and it doesn't always take into account the things that are necessary. Uh, to deploy infrastructure, including IT technologies. And so um, it's really important that organizations are able to adapt to that and respond to the business change. And then, Ryan, that second question was in terms of when you're engaging with customers, can I assume more and more are starting to ask, hey, we don't want to just get some servers and laptops from you, Ryan. What else can you do for us? Is that happening more often these days? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, historically, companies would try to roll their own. And I think in today's demanding environment um, with less resources and more asks, uh, organizations are realizing uh, that they that they need to partner to be successful in these major business initiatives. And so um, what we're really seeing is manufacturers are demanding better technology delivery and uh, new offerings in terms of advice, thought leadership, and services to be successful in this. And so this is where uh, our manufacturing practice has been working really closely with our technology integration and distribution center to think about what are those challenges that our manufacturing customers are experiencing? What are those type typical initiatives that they repeatedly are facing? And then what are the kinds of services, not just for just typical, you know, end user compute. I mean, that's a huge portion of this as well, but a broader set of technology solutions and services to help them with things like building facility build out. And and Mark, th- this leads right into to talking with you because I know you and your TIDC team have been working closely with Ryan. Um, but I want to go back even further and broaden it up just a little bit. You know, back in the day, and I hope I'm not dumbing down the 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 program and in in your work too much back in the day, but it was pack, ship it out, and move on to the next customer. And you've seen the evolution of customers needing more services, needing more support. And so there's been a lot of investment of the TIDC to uh, expand your operations so you can be that IT department for an IT department type of idea. Did I characterize that correctly in terms of the investment and journey your team has been on? Yeah, yeah, James, I think when, when you look at the journey, um, you know, what's pick, pack, and ship? Or some minor aiding the piece of memory to a, a desktop type of a scenario, right? So we've expanded and put a lot of uh, dollars and infrastructure changes into the technology and integration distribution center by taking our 50,000 square foot facility, doubling the capacity to handle that need of the new service requirements that our customers are asking us for. With that, 
journey that you've been on, what are a few of the benefits that ultimately customers have gotten from your investment there at the TIDC? Yep. And James and Ryan, this I'll feed back on some of your uh, follow-up here, is that we're an extension of our customer's IT department. That's all we are. We're an extension where we can take on the task where they don't have the IT staff to go out there and do provisioning, the deployment, the last mile delivery, the logistics, right? So we have a full suite of product solutions, advanced integrated solutions out of the TIDC, and I'll call it short because it's too long to say the full name for us. But there's a ton of solutions from cloud provisioning, James, right? So we can start provisioning and deploying applications that are 95% ready to go. They get them to the factory floor or into the administrative offices or even to a remote user's house. These devices are 95% ready to go. That has been a big transition from five, six, seven years ago to really deploying devices that they can plug in and start up and the staff member can go ahead and start using it. And part of your journey also, I know, was impacted by the COVID years because back in the day, 100 machines were delivered to one loading dock at a manufacturer. Then, yeah, their IT team could take that gear. They could do what they need to do. Well, now, yeah, manufacturers still are. They have to be on site. A lot of manufacturing happens at a place, at a factory. However, we know there are employees that are also still remote and can work remotely. And so now it's going different places. And so the fact that you and your team there can configure all these things, get them ready to go outside of the box, that has to be a huge benefit. And and Ryan, I'm assuming that's one of those asks that as you're talking to a customer, they're saying, hey, Ryan, we're not the same company we were three or four years ago. We're different. Our needs have expanded. Absolutely. Just to touch on the idea of, of what's changed, even if you just think about the IT organization itself, that has dramatically changed. You know, man- manufacturers are oftentimes distributed organizations. And so, they'll, you know, maybe they have a headquarters, maybe they have uh, regional offices with varied functional and support staff. And then they have some of the core uh, domain functions like production, warehousing. And so it- it's not uncommon for uh, IT leadership not even to be on site anymore and then to go in periodically uh, to meet with stakeholders. It's not uncommon to not have the same level of base IT support at a production facility or some smaller facility. And so I think, uh, and then of course, to your point, we have employees all over uh, as we try to attract and retain the very best talent we can get from anywhere in the United States. And so whether we're talking about delivering capabilities into a production environment, a warehouse, or into say engineers and employees who might reside anywhere uh, within the United States, it's really important building on what Mark was talking about, the idea of being able to deploy a the, the right technology ready to be unboxed and utilized wherever we ship it with the least amount of touch. And that's really important because you know, we want to maximize the resources. We want to maximize the IT resources we have when we, when we do need them. And we want to be able to get technology to people and make them productive as quickly as possible. And they need that technology because, you know, especially in manufacturing, downtime is down money, right? And so we have to make sure that if something new is coming in, it's a minimal disruption to the whole manufacturing uh, process supply chain there for, 
for that org. Let's do this. I, I mentioned a couple of things uh, in the beginning. And so I want to give a little more detail on kind of what these are, some real life examples. And so one, Mark, we know that everybody out there is dealing with uh, end of life of Windows 10. There's a big move to Windows 11. There are going to be some points throughout 2024 that uh, go end of life on certain versions of Windows 10. So we know that people are making that change. How does the TIDC help a manufacturing organization that is making that switch over to Windows 11? What's a, a, an example of something you can do to help augment that and make that a less burdensome process than what an individual would have to do if they went on their own? Yeah, so when you when you talk about Windows 11, it's really being driven by the, the end of life of Windows 10. October 14th, 2025, I tell that to everybody, that's Microsoft's end date. And what's really occurring with that transition is Windows 11 is driving you to cloud deployment, cloud provisioning, right? The old days of using Microsoft deployment tools with Windows 11 are going by the wayside. With the next release of Windows 11, MDT, and those tools are gone. So what the TIDC is working with customers on, okay, let us help you with a journey from on-prem to cloud. Let us get you to Azure Intune. Then let's go ahead and build those deployment packages within Windows 11 to help you deliver those products ready to go. There are a lot of nice features within Windows 11. There's a whole new security base. And why this is important is there's close to, and what everybody's estimating, 60 million devices in corporate America are going to have to be replaced by 10, 14, 2025. That's a big lift for any organization to go out there and say, okay, do an analysis so we can help with the analysis, find out what equipment runs on TPM 2.0. Do you have the right processor speeds? We can find that all out for you, do all that legwork for the organizations and then help them on that journey to get to the cloud and then do deployments and add a new security level where we can add CIS hardened devices to platforms, right? Using the TPM with biometrics, with secure boot. There's all these new features within Windows 11 that we can take take into account here with this delivery model. So that's what the TIDC can come. We have the engineers, we have the experts to help them with that deployment. Mark, excellent. One example, everyone's going to be dealing with Windows 11. What about back to the scenario that, that Ryan and I were talking about a little bit earlier, that no longer are you know all the devices, all the technology going to one loading dock. They are spread about uh, at different locations these days, some at home, some at the manufacturing plants, et cetera. Yeah, so... When you look at the hybrid, which, you know, the pandemic made us start shipping instead of 100 devices to one location, they went to, you know, individual sites or locations. So there is a, a process that we have here at Connection that's called location in a box. And for manufacturing, we call it factory in a box. And what that means is anything that's going into a new facility, a new location, it could be, you know, laptops, desktops, tablets, printers, networking switch, any of the core infrastructure that would be going into a facility, whether it's a refresh of that facility, an add-on to the facility, a new location, we deliver everything burnt in, pre-provisioned, and ready to go out of the box when it gets to that facility. And we can ship them in multiple different ways. So that's where the supply chain optimization piece comes in. We handle the logistics, the asset management, the delivery of those products to those facilities all together at one time. So we're that one source provider where you can get all the equipment, all the accessories, we test, build, burn in, deploy, 
And what it really helps the customers with is it reduces the installation time, right? We can provide some of those feet on the ground, those field engineers to come in and help deploy those devices, but it really makes that a reduced install time and a reduction in cost to provide factor in a box. Because everything's coming in that box. It's not like you have an uh, engineer on site. Hey, we're going to be here Wednesday and we're going to roll these things out. And all of a sudden Thursday comes and three of the parts haven't shipped yet. And then it rolls into next week. And then it's the, but you know, if you have a system of this in a box, it's all there. It's all been checked and double checked before it leaves the TIDC. So we know engineer can show up Wednesday at 8 a.m. and we can be cleared out by, you know, Thursday at two. Correct. And, and you know, and James, we've done this for some large companies and we still do this for large companies where we deliver all of the infrastructure to a location. Right. And like I said, that location can be anything. It can be a factory, an admin office. And what it does is you can you can rely that the equipment's going to be there when you have your field engineers or your IT staff to do the work. You know, in the past, if you went to multiple vendors, like you just said, I could get parts A and B from vendor A on Wednesday, but parts C, D, and E don't show up until next week. And I have people sitting there not doing any work at all, costing us additional money. All right, Ryan, let me switch back over to you. We've heard a couple of good examples there from Mark. That saves time and effort on the manufacturer IT teams. When you're talking to the teams that have engaged with our TIDC, what do they report back? What do they say? Hey, Ryan, because your team was able to handle these things, like a Windows 11 type rollout, we get a focus on what? What are they benefiting from? Well, if you think about it from an IT perspective, these organizations get to focus on other critical business initiatives. Um, and so whether it's dealing with how do you how do you augment staff and everyday IT lifecycle, uh, like Mark talked about, and helping with those sorts of table stakes capabilities, or whether it's making sure that the TIDC helps IT augment what they're doing with these uh, sort of disrupting initiatives, which are which are very important organizations, and allows them to focus on other business initiatives. It could be it could be ERP rollout. It could be deploying artificial intelligence or manufacturing execution systems or upgrading critical networks that uh, the business uh, re- requires as part of you know everyday service delivery. It could be just delivering the necessary day to day operational support that organizations need and allowing them to focus on their core mission. And that's really, really important. Um, And, you know, the other piece of this too, if you just think about what the TIDC is able to do for IT staff, even if you just think of it in something in in, in the terms of the disruptive business initiative, like say building out a new facility or a new production facility, it allows them to focus on what happens when those assets do show up, right? Uh, Making sure that they're able to be deployed quickly. We focus on, on the challenges that arise as part of a facility build out. You know, there will be things that go wrong. And do you want to be spending all your time worrying about tactical configurations of networking and IP cameras and IoT sensors and servers? Or do you want to make sure that these things show up, you unbox them, you turn them on, and you deal with the exceptions or you deal with the surprises that the business throws at you? Like, hey, oh, by the way, you know, we're two weeks to go live and we forgot. We need some additional edge servers for this industrial control system over here. You're like, no problem. 
because we work with connection, because we work the TIDC services, because everything else is running smoothly, we're either ahead of schedule or right on schedule in terms of our critical path. We can now divert our finite resources to these exceptions or these additional ads that the business might have. And again, that's just being a better partner internally and delivering for your business. And I want to talk a little bit about the process of engaging with the teams here and what that looks like for a manufacturing customer. Before that, though, Mark, just back to you quickly here. Um, of the manufacturing customers that, that maybe Ryan delivers over and says, hey, let's talk with Mark. And Mark, what can you do for us? Is there something else we talked about? Obviously, Windows 11 has been a thing and will continue to be a thing moving forward for many teams. Uh, talked a little bit about that factory in a box. Is there something else that is uh, more kind of top of mind that when you engage with these manufacturers, they're like, oh, hey, you can do that for us? I, I want a little bit of that. Is is there something else there? Yeah, I, I go with the uh, the depot services or our ITAD services. So that's where we can come in and set up with a customer or you know with a manufacturing site, what we call advanced exchange. So the nice thing about advanced exchange is we have some spare equipment of theirs here. If something goes wrong in their facility or the location anywhere, if they can get that call into us, we can get that order picked, get it pre-provisioned again, get it ready, send it out overnight, so we limit the amount of downtime that occurs at a facility or location by providing that advanced exchange services. You know, of course, we do all the non-warranty, out-of-warranty repair work for our customers. And then the nice thing, and, and Ryan's discussed this and said this, you know, as customers are doing refreshes or, you know, building a new facility or adding on to a facility, you have all this old equipment, especially with the Windows 11 coming out. You're going to have old equipment that you have to do something with. We have a complete ITAD service, which is IT asset disposal, where we have partners that will come to facility, sort, pick all that information up, and we handle all the back end, wiping the drives, shredding the drives, sending the equipment to the recyclers. And the good thing about that is if there's residual value in that dollars, they can get credits back. All right. So they get credits back to buy new stuff. So we're doing a sustainable piece of that by doing the ITAD service. And that's, I think, kind of wraps up, if you look at the TIDC, that life cycle. Of you buy the equipment, we then can provision it, whether it's, like we've said, desktops, laptops, servers, racks, switches, cores, mobility, signage, anything that can be programmed or provisioned, we can do at a facility. And then we wrap it up with the depot services. We can repair it. We can extend the life of the product for you. And then we can do the sustainable piece by recycling it. So, Ryan, what's the engagement process for a manufacturer as you're talking to them? You're starting to tell some of the TIDC story. What does it look like? What does the customer kind of need to bring to the table? What are some things that help you then create and determine what's really going to move them forward on whatever part of the journey they're on? Yeah, I really think it depends on what our customers are looking for. And so if it's some of the example services that Mark have talked about, traditional life cycle, traditional uh, end user compute and, and uh, operational type tasks, usually what we like to do is sit down and understand what's their environment look like? What kind of equipment are we considering? Are we just looking at traditional knowledge workers? Are we incorporating other kinds of equipment that we might see in production, tablets, scanners, printers? Uh, servers, all these other types of assets that TIDC has the ability to service and support. Um, if it's if it's an example of a large scale business initiative, like we are acquiring a company and we need the ability to go in and bring 
uh, our level of standard of technology into this new acquisition. If it's a company that's building out a new building as part of their growth objectives, we want to sit down and really understand what are the objectives for this facility? How are you using this facility? Uh, understanding what's the technology that's going to go into this environment? How does it intersect with the rest of their technology estate? And so the whole idea is really to be a really solid partner to our customers, not, not just to say, hey, we'll take your order and we'll send you out technology, but make sure we're selecting the right equipment for this next generation facility or this acquisition. And then we're working with our, our TIDC and services counterparts to make sure that we're augmenting their staff and we're delivering not just the hardware and the software, but the right, the, the properly configured technology ready to go and be utilized by the business when it shows up. Folks, one of the things we want to do here is share with you again what our TIDC can do for organizations, specifically with that focus on manufacturing. We hope we gave you a good uh, insight into a lot of things. There's a lot more that you can learn. So a couple places to go online, connection.com forward slash manufacturing, and then uh, connection.com forward slash TIDC. Of course, if you're in relationship with one of the account executives at Connection, then you can engage with them, start the conversation there. They can bring in team members from Mark's team and Ryan's team and really engage with you and and see where uh, where you are, where you want to be and help lead you down that journey. Folks, hope you enjoyed this conversation. As always, please like, follow, and share on your favorite podcast platform. With that, we'll wrap things up. I appreciate you joining us all here today and we do look forward to talking to you all down the road.